Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to bring you another Geek Out episode to let you know what we've been geeking out about in movie, TV, comics, whatever you name, whatever you want, you name it. Uh, we'll tell you what you're geeking out about. But first, let's do introductions. I'm Jose. This is Wolfie. AJ. Eli. And this is Walter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so again, this is a get geek, get geek podcast, geek out episode. So let's get right to it. Who wants to jump into what they've been enjoying for the last week or so? Uh, Walt, you want to go? We were talking a little bit earlier and I think you should go first. Okay then. Um, I've been geeking out on a couple of things. Both of these things came out on Friday, April 24th. I'm going to go with the the bigger one and then move down to the other one. So they both deal with two current, well, maybe not so current, but two Marvel stars, uh, two out of the three Chris's. Chris's, is that how you say it? Chris? Chris's. 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 So we had two uh, two vehicles that came out, um, like I said, on April 24th. I'm going to go with the first one, which I think is probably the bigger one, uh-huh. and that is Netflix's Extraction. Right. And that's the one that starts uh, stars Chris Hemsworth, um, and he plays a character called Tyler Rake. Um, you have another guy. Uh, his two other co-stars are Rude Raksh, Jaswal, and he's a relatively newcomer, an Indian actor with about five credits. He's a younger, a younger actor. And then you have Pankaj Tripathi, and he's uh, quite the opposite. He's an Indian actor with um, over 40 Hindi films and 60 television series credits to his name. And you get a quick appearance by none other than David Harbour. Um, oh, nice. So, like I said, this action thriller dropped on April 24th. And, you know, the the synopsis for it is that he, Chris Hemsworth's character, Tyler Rake, yes, that's his name, um, is a hardened mercenary whose mission becomes a soul-searching race to survive when he's sent into Bangladesh to rescue a drug lord's kidnapped son. Okay? So that's the official Netflix description. Mm-hmm. Um, this this film was directed by Sam Hargrave, who was the stunt co- coordinator for a lot of the Marvel movies. And it's a screenplay by Joe Russo. And mm-hmm. you guys should know him because he's one of the two Russo brothers and the Russo brothers mm-hmm. did produce this film. Um, and it's based on a comic called Ciudad, Ciudad. And it was a comic that was written, written by Joe and Anthony Russo about a decade ago. Um, okay. So the film, the film, this is this is the second big film to come out of Netflix. We reviewed the, the other one um, a couple of episodes ago, which was Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. This is the second one, and it seems like they're they're really hitting for these tentpole films on their on their service. Or big action um, films. Yeah, there's a lot of action in this movie. If you're an action film 
film fan, you will like this movie. Um, it's well choreographed. Um, there is an insane amount of Bangladeshi cops and soldiers that die in this film at the hands of Chris Hemsworth. Um, okay. And the, the one thing, the one negative that I find with the film is that Chris Hemsworth is not given a lot to do. He's he's kind of a cliched character at, in this film. Um, he plays the mercenary that has you know the old family angst, and he's borderline suicidal because of it. Mm. Uh, and it's it's funny because this this movie feels like a mix of the transporter. Man on Fire, and like one of those old school 80s films that would either star Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger in it because there is action, 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 action. Um, the only thing that it's missing is those quippy one-liners that those two are famous for. Um, in this one, Chris Hemsworth is solemn. Uh, he speaks very infrequently. The one time that he does have some character development is in the middle of the film with David Harbour. And then that's gone and we're off to the next action sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the good thing is that the action is really, really well done. There's actually like a 20-minute faux fake one take in it, which was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so, you know, it's not a bad film it's not a great film you know it it would probably sit somewhere between the six or seven out of ten category for me um okay but it's it's i mean it's an hour and 16 minutes so almost oh, two hours wow. so it, it's an not hour, the longest hour, film in the world an hour and 15 minutes an hour. I mean, I'm sorry. 116 minutes. I'm sorry. I take oh, that back. Okay. So yeah, okay. I take that back. So it's okay. almost two hours. You know, it's it's four minutes short of two hours. So okay. Is it is it um, kind of like um, is it kind of like Six Underground where it's maybe a little too long? Um, it didn't feel as long as Six Underground. I will okay. say that. the The one thing that kind of almost ruined the film for me was the last shot of the film um it it did a thing that i thought was pretty pretty bold in terms of what they did with the character and it left it the the very end of the film left it very ambiguous and i'm not going to give away what it is and why it is you guys need to just go check it out if you want to hear it because if i do say anything it kind of spoils the film Mm -hmm. i didn't like the fact that it left it ambiguous i liked the fact that it was it was kind of like okay this is what happened this is what it is and so they left it kind of open for a sequel and that's as much as i'll say on that you know that's how they always seem to do it these days yeah, that, those that last two or three seconds of the film was just like, oh, yeah. why did they do that? And I, and I, you know, toward the end of the film, I was like, I'm hoping they don't do that. I'm hoping they don't do that. And then they did that. So, but that is uh, extraction. The other film, the, well, it's not even a film. It's a series on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. and it stars the other Chris. Um, Chris Evans, 
and uh, it's interesting jacob right is that the yep. one yep okay and the interesting thing is just seeing the two paths of these two actors kind of like after marvel um hemsworth seems to be kind of heading toward the action type of you know roles and stuff like that Chris mm-hmm. Evans to me, he seems he seems very thoughtful in the type of type of roles that he's taken. He was in Knives Knives Out, which I thought was a really really good role for him. And in this one, he plays a very serious role. So, just to give you a synopsis of what this is, Defending Jacob mm-hmm. is about um, he plays a, a assistant DA, a prosecutor in a small town in Pennsylvania, I believe it is. And um, he's very well respected. You know, he's his family is the one that everybody looks at. And it's like, oh, well, they have the perfect family. You know, his wife is um, part of a nonprofit where they deal with underprivileged children. Um, Mm -hmm. The son is very smart, you know, a little socially awkward. But generally, a lot of he's very well respected in the town. Mm-hmm. until his son is accused of the murder of another child in his school. Mm. Jacob. The plot thickens. Jacob. Right. And so um, it's, this is, this is a, uh, a miniseries. It's an eight-episode miniseries, and it's based off a novel by the same name by William Landay. Um, it's directed by Martin Teldum, and his his uh, claim to fame is he did the Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch, and he also directed Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And again, the the stars of the film is Chris Evans, and he plays the director. I mean, the district attorney Andrew Barber. You have Michelle Dockery. She was from Downton Abbey. And you have in revelation on how well he does in this series, Jaden Martell as Jacob. And you'll know him from the movies It and yes. Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a very deliberate drama. Uh, I'm not going to hold back on this. You know, it's, it, it goes at its own pace, but every single episode so far and there have been three episodes that have dropped on apple tv plus it kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger at the end and one of the one of the signs that i i like to look at in terms of a series is if i've seen an episode and i want to see the next episode right away to me that's something that's already got me hooked in and that's exactly what this this series is. Um, again, it's a slow, it's a, a crime procedural, but it really deals a lot with the family. And so the first episode is really dealing with the murder and, you know, kind of like everybody trying to figure out what's going on. The second one is really where you get hit with that gut punch. Um, and you see Chris Evans' character kind of like, you know, getting out of the prosecutor mode and going into the father, I'm going to protect my kid at all costs mode. And the third episode is where you start to see the crinkles in the armor of the family where things may not have been as perfect as everybody thought and secrets starts to come out. 
So, um, this is really interesting. Yeah, it's a. I'm telling you, like I said, it it may not be a series for everybody because it is kind of slow. Um, it reminds me a lot of shows like the, the film, like Mystic River. Um, yeah. It reminds me of the oh, show Broad Church. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie The Judge with uh, Robert Duvall and um, and uh, I oh my god, why not. do I keep thinking Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Is it Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just know him as Tony Stark now. Yeah. Um, has anybody here seen it? No, I haven't. No, I have not. I've heard I of it. I really love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's definitely in like the top two or three Robert Downey Jr. movies. And it's okay. essentially kind of that premise where Robert Downey Jr. plays a high-profile defense lawyer uh, mm-hmm. who's kind of estranged from his family, his dad, uh, where his dad in their hometown in Indiana is a very, very well-respected judge. However, mm. the judge has been implicated in a uh, in a in a uh, homicide, and so his son goes back to defend him. But okay. the father and the son have a very tenuous, or rather, you know, strenuous relationship. So you have like the son who still obviously loves his dad and wants to protect his dad. However, they have to you know, work through their relationship in order to actually work together. And, and, and the reason that like the father doesn't, the father doesn't necessarily respect his son so much um, because of an underlying issue on the surface, it's one thing on the surface. It's that his son has become this uh, high profile defense lawyer by getting crooks and people that are very, very easily perceived as um, uh, guilty people off the hook, you know? And his father being, you know, a very righteous man doesn't consider him a good lawyer because of it. Uh, okay. But, you know, the son being that amazing defense attorney is like, I can get you out of this no matter what. So anyway, the movie is absolutely amazing. And this is kind of like re- reminding me of this, right? Because, you know, small hometown and then perceptions of the public are turned on their heads based on like oh absolutely yeah and that's a big theme in in this in this series also because you see how um he go that family goes from this really well respected everybody knows this guy everybody likes this guy and then all of a sudden the accusation comes out and you see how everybody in that it's a very close-knit community i guess and how right. everybody changes on a dime. And so and you know, now all of a sudden people that he considered are friends, you know, they're they're no longer talking. There's there's one instance where the best friend of the wife, the husband says she can't, you know, be associated with them anymore. I mean, the all these it's like the domino effect, you know, and right, you're right, seeing right. it in real time. The interesting, the real interesting thing about this this series that it plays with multiple timelines because the very beginning of the show happens in the future. It happens after all these events, but you still don't have a good sense of what happened. Mm-hmm. You see, you see the character being um, being grilled by his rival and the other district attorney, so you know that something happened. But you it's don't know exactly like, what it is. And it kind of bounces back and forth with that dynamic where, you know, he's telling the story in front of a grand jury 
and then it flashes back to the actual events and you know you get most of that episode and it, it sometimes it's kind of jarring going back between the two because you're getting a good flow with you know what's going on within the town and then you jump back into that kind of like courtroom setting where yeah. they're having that tit for tat and and it's very it very much is a tit for tat because they don't like each other and chris evans character in those interviews is very snarky to his rival you know basically like saying you know you should know better than ask me a, a leading question like that or you should know better because this is a very open question. I can I can just sit here and say, yeah, it started on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and I'm not going to give you anything. So it's a, yeah, it's a really good, exactly that's what it is, yeah. you know. But it hap- the the implication is that everything by that time is resolved, and this is a different thing mm, regarding okay. that. You know what I'm saying? I'm really interested in watching this. I I absolutely love. Um, courtroom dramas. Um, big fan, like I said, of that movie, The Judge. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it to everyone to watch. Uh, big fan of A Few Good Men and, you know, a bunch of other, like, you know, courtroom dramas. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this is a real... And you know what? Chris Evans, again, is is fantastic in this role. You know, he he plays that... He plays the father role really, really well, you know. And um, like I said, Jaden Martell is just completely awesome in the role because he plays that socially awkward um character the kid that kind of like you know he he may have been bullied he may have not but he never told his parents and then all these secrets start coming out you know the father has a secret of his own um right right so you kind of see and then even within the family there's a question of whether they believe him so you have all this dynamic going on all at the same time. Believe it or not, the courtroom stuff is minimal so far. It's mostly dealing with the characters and how this thing is affecting their lives and how it's breaking apart everything that they know. And I guess with, as this show goes on, you're going to see how far Chris Evans' character goes to try and protect his son. So um, that, like I said, that came out this Friday April 24th, and it dropped the first three episodes. It's eight episodes, and they're dropping, I believe, every Friday. So that's something I would strongly suggest you check out if you're into that kind of thing. Like I said, you're not going to get a lot of action, but you're going to get some really intense drama. So um, that is Defending Jacob, and it's on Apple TV+. Plus. That's dope. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, I guess I can go next. Yeah, all right, all right. Go for it. Uh, so I'm gonna geek out over something that I sort of geeked out already. Uh, I geeked out over the Final Fantasy VII remake demo some time ago, about a month ago. I think maybe a little bit more than a month at this point. And 15 days ago, the game officially downloaded on my PlayStation after I pre-ordered it previously. Nice. And I completed it today, uh, something that I was kind of dreading because I was enjoying playing the game so much that I was afraid of getting close to the 40-hour mark, which is where um, I had already seen before that this first episode 
is going to be about 40 hours. So every time when I cross 20 hours, I was like, oh, my God, I'm halfway. When I cross 30, I'm like, oh, my God, this is about to end. I don't want it to end. And that's just kind of like a quick impression of how much I enjoyed this game. Um, the So for those of you guys that don't know, it is a remake of the original game on which came out on the uh, PlayStation 1 something 23 years ago, 24 years ago, something like that. And, yeah. and the thing about being a remake is that usually you would expect it to be like an updated game with graphics, maybe more cutscenes and that sort of stuff, which is totally what you what I expected and, and saw, because for the most part, the uh, story is intact. However, this is also sort of a reimagining. <laughs> And from what I see online, I haven't seen too much because I don't want to spoil myself and I don't want to like, you know, get in the hysteria of like the online chat rooms and stuff. But it's been a a, a big division amongst the hardcore fans because they made some pretty some changes. I I guess you would want I want to say crucial changes where the uh, in the first game where the first disc ended is not where the first episode ends here. And essentially they've left it open-ended, so to speak. So where the game goes from now, uh, there's no way, it's completely unpredictable. There's no way to predict if they're going to follow the same path that they did in the original game or if this is an alternate retelling of the uh, original game. Um which I think is 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 pretty amazing in its own, simply because um, it's it's a way for everyone to enjoy. It. Whether you absolutely love the original game, you're not just playing a, a rehashing of that game and just enjoying updated graphics and cutscenes. You're getting pretty much a fresh story told. Uh, and then, or and if you've never played the original game, then again, you're getting the the, the best foot forward from the franchise. Um, the things that I absolutely loved about it is the amount of cutscenes in the game. It's just, it really felt like I was playing a part in Advent Children, which is the uh, sequel movie to the game that came out something like 15 years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, maybe. Oh, we and... saw that one. Hmm? We saw that movie, Advent Children. Yeah, we have it. Yeah. And there was a, there that was another amazing. One, wasn't it? Now, here's the thing. That... If you saw Advent Children, this is where the game in its final act of the game essentially this or you know parts of this remake this is where it differentiates obviously from the very first game this game is tying in advent children really yes yes it it, 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 even so much so that scenes from the movie are in the game no seriously yeah and that's what i'm saying when i saw some of that stuff i was like holy crap I love the first of all, I love the direction where they're going, but I love the fact that they've tied it in together. And then here's the thing, too. The you know, while I was playing the game early on, I felt so much that I was just playing a playing the movie Advent Children, essentially. And with the character designs, um, the environment and stuff, even the voice acting, it felt like I was just playing a version of advent children and now it kind of makes sense if they're trying to tie it in together as one whole thing you know because you know red 13 which is the uh dog like cat like 
character in the in the game mm-hmm. his design looks so much like the design they use for advent children that when everything gets pieced together you realize oh there's a reason for it because it is tying in together you know and i'm talking about seamlessly tying in together um which is really exciting for me because to me that tells me that square enix is taking the franchise you know not just as this remake but as as a huge universe building if they're trying to tie in the movie because who knows hopefully in my opinion hopefully after this is all said and done there will be some other iteration of a sequel right this to me is playing out kind of like the star wars universe where you had the the original trilogy then you had the prequel trilogy then you get the sequel you know i feel like it's Mm -hmm. kind of playing like that you know so um are you sure you want it to be the sequel trilogy though (laughs) well there they have been they they have executed 10 out of 10 in every single iteration they've done of anything the original game was a 10 out of 10 advent Mm -hmm. children was 10 out of 10 this remake is a 10 out of 10. I have more faith in these guys than I have than I will ever have in anything Disney or Star Wars from here on out. Final Fantasy 7 Part 2 basically. So, hmm. um, be interesting. Well, yeah, the only I one cannot... that came out with a Part 2 was 10, right? Wasn't there Final Fantasy 10 7, and Final, 10 Final Fantasy 10 2 X2. It, they come out with like a sequel and that was like a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. Um uh simply because the i i never actually played it but it, it was kind of like a sub story as opposed to a sequel so right final fantasy right. 10 was another one of those great ones but it, but in my heart of hearts final fantasy 7 has the best so world nice. and the best story <clears throat> and then this game with its gameplay and the the storytelling the uh soundtrack is just it's so immense it's so amazing that I don't see there being anything that can hold a light to it as far as the RPG realm um, and from a storytelling realm for me too. Uh, you know, it's just, everything is just, and, and there's so many cool things about like, you know, the game. There's there's a boss battle where Cloud, like the way that they've designed or developed the characters, is it's so well done. Uh, Cloud playing the anti-hero, he also, everything has been kind of modernized as far as the language, the quips and stuff like that. And Cloud, for instance, in one of them, he interrupts, you know, a boss that's trying to escape or go somewhere else. He interrupts him by like jumping to him and like slashing him and the uh, boss will block it. And Cloud says, bring it on, bitch. And... (laughs) You know, for me, that is just such a cool moment. And I'm like, it's it's not just, you know, this like, you know, just some hero and stuff like that. Like, he's, he's got the cool factor to co- come along with it. You know what I mean? Um, and everybody has their factors. Like, Aerith um, really kind of makes me feel like she is this you know, Mother Teresa kind of figure where you want to just absolutely love her. Barrett is definitely the comic relief. Some, early on, he felt like a little bit annoying, but after seeing the banter between him and Cloud go on, like, you know, that has made me kind of like, you know, enjoy Barrett a lot more. Um, 
and uh, and and Tifa. Tifa's amazing. All the characters, all the development of all, even the sub characters, the non playable characters. Their acting is on point. Their arcs are amazing. You feel for a lot of the uh, the, the the things that happen in the uh, game, and I can't say enough of it. Uh, one thing that I wish I had done is I sort of wish that I had played the game on easy. Simply because the game isn't necessarily hard. It's just tedious when you play it on normal difficulty because some some boss battles can be, especially later in the game, can go for like 15, 20 minutes of doing the same thing of like attack, 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 dodge, regain health, attack, dodge, regain health, and that sort of stuff. And it's never boring, but... Oh, so there's, I, there's some not perfect, perfect fights in the game that are a little tedious. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Like, I, tedious is a hard word for me to use because I never felt like, oh, come on, like I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? I never felt like that. But I was so eager to get through the story that I just wanted the battles out of the way. So I would totally like play. Like, I, I could see myself playing the game through once again, just on, just on easy, so I can get through the battles and all that stuff, uh, just to get through the entire story again, and then. You know, play the play it again, maybe on a higher diff- difficulty level to to kind of get that harder difficulty experience. So that's my recommendation for a lot of people because once you play the game, you'll be able to go into chapter select and play everything again, get the quest that you missed, get the uh, you know um, the extra side story stuff that you missed, and also play the harder difficulty with your character all leveled up from the beginning if you want. So highly recommend that you kind of just play it on easy to get through the amazing story and then try it again on a high difficulty if you like. So Gabe, let me ask you a question because this, this, uh, this game didn't follow the traditional uh, release where it gave you the whole game all in one shot, right? It released in chapters? Yes. So that was kind of um, a, a bit of a... It, it, it caused some worry within the uh, the fans and stuff just because the original mm-hmm. disc the original disc is it, you could play the entire first disc uh in seven hours which is what this first episode is supposed to be so when they tell you that like the first episode is just going to be essentially the first disc you you know even i was worried that like well you know, i was i was starting to justify myself I was like well if they can fit in 20 hours i'll be happy with that i'll be okay but this they didn't they essentially created in my opinion almost like a brand new game so for me this first episode even though it encompassed the storyline of the first disc it has a beginning a middle and an end a proper ending and i got to say the ending of this game I haven't had goosebumps like this in a video game. I don't, I mean, since I was a kid, to be honest with you, they, they, they they gave it a proper ending. When you thought that you fought the boss, you definitely did not fight the boss. And the final boss battle is just absolutely marvelous. Like I cannot stress enough how amazing that last chapter of this game was. Um, And so to me, it felt like a full on complete game even though I know that there's two more episodes coming. So you can sign me up. The way I'm looking at it is not even as, like, definitely episodes and chapters to one overall game, but Mm -hmm. each game is going to be its own game, you know, because most video games, you know, are around the 40, you know, extended video games as far as stories go, are around the, 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 you know, 
25 to 30 hour mark and this yep. being a 40 hour game not including the side quest because i didn't really do any of the side quests is a fully fleshed out game and like i said it has right. its first act second act and third act okay and yeah i i just you know i because think I think it's going to be game of the year pretty much in everyone's book if, if it's not i don't I, I will probably be unsubscribing from certain websites. Yeah. I was a little worried. What happens when, just, when The uh, Last of Us 2 comes out. That's yeah. a contender. Last of Us 2 is definitely going to be a contender for Game of the Year. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know. You got to understand, people have been waiting for this game for like 23 years. So. You haven't played Last of Us yet, though, right? <laughs> I did not play Last of Us. I do know, uh, you, I do you know a lot see. about Last of Us. but um, All right. All right. I will. Yeah. I will bet you money that this will be Last of Us Two. All right, we'll 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 discuss that offline because that <laughs> might be a better uh, that'd be worth taking. But I, so, I was a little worried in terms of the the chapter being a, a very short thing, and then you'd have to wait right. a long time for that next, you know, influx of, of Final Fantasy goodness and yeah. whatnot. But it yeah. doesn't seem like that's what it is, right? No, not at all. And like I said, there's so much story development in this game that it will completely change the way that you look at Final Fantasy VII. But like I said, see, for me, like I said, it's a fully fleshed out story, and even though it's contained just in this one episode. Because okay. like I said, it has its first, second, and third act, whereas Final Fantasy VII, each disc was its own act, right? Okay. So... um you know, it's just the way they deliver the story is better. It's essentially the same story with some important changes and one very, very big change that, like I said, leaves the game essentially open-ended for Square Enix. Now, there's some, now Square Enix can still fulfill that original game story by continuing with the elements, and I will be still all for it. I think there's certain things that I really hope that they don't change from the original game because they were so impactful that if they change it, they would be really disappointing. Um, but with those two things that I have in mind that I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, with mm -hmm. those two things in mind, those are like the only two things, in my opinion, that's like a deal breaker for me. As long as they don't change these two elements of the original story, I will be happy. Everything else they can change, they can update, they can go in another direction, and I would love it for it. You know, especially the fact that they've tied in Advent Children with its actual scenes. I'm talking about not. I'm not talking about like they've right. remade Ad Advent Children. I'm talking about they took the actual scenes and placed them in the game. Yeah. So that's just a super cool. Like I was, I was geeking out so hard when I saw that first scene. I was like, "Wait a minute, is that is that from the movie?" And then they did a second scene, then a third scene, then a fifth scene, then a sixth scene. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" <laughs> oh man, I got one last question for you. And you I asked me all means... day, bro. No, I know, I know. But I'm geeking. I'm still this. geeking out hard on this. Listen, you said it yourself. You could probably do an entire episode or two just on this game itself, right? I would right? totally do that. <laughs> I got one last question because yeah. I know this is a PlayStation game, and I know those those download signs, sizes are ginormous. Do you know no, offhand how big, this thing, like how big this thing was? 
Okay. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head how big it is, but again, it's a, it's just an RPG. It's not going to be like Call of Duty. Call of Duty requires about 180 gigabytes of storage. Yeah, I know. Plus, <laughs> plus the extra space that you need for the updates. You yep. know, it's it's insane. I think I believe this game is like 90 gigs, if I'm not mistaken, when I first saw it. Okay. That's um, not so bad. It wasn't that bad. I did have to get like days. an external hard drive just because I do have Call of Duty and I've del- and I have Street Fighter and I have Dragon Ball Fighter Z and those three games alone have filled up my entire PS4. So I had yeah. to get an external hard drive. Right now and you have is your PS4 a, a 1 terabyte? Uh it is I don't remember. It was it's the very first gen PS4. So okay. I think it might be 500 gigs. Okay, but still, I mean, some of the, some of these download sizes are ridiculous it's, on the PlayStation Four. Call of Duty is floor. getting ridiculous. Yeah. Call of Duty is getting crazy. So okay, sounds yeah. good. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy uh, playing Final Fantasy VII. If you guys are downloading it, I hope I hope you guys, the crew over here, the Get Geek crew, is motivated to play the game. Especially since we got that game could not have come out at a better time coronavirus the quarantine is the perfect time to play a 40-hour rpg <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying to get around to it I, I but unfortunately i haven't been able to but no i know you're, well, you're still working so you yeah, work in the healthcare but, industry so yeah and it's been this week has been kind of tough but eventually i will get there because i've i did play the demo like you suggested and yeah. the demo was awesome and i played this game long time ago i don't remember anything so that's, me that's doing awesome. this would be perfect because it's just it's almost like playing the game for the first time all over again exactly you know? that's the thing like that's why i don't want to see any reviews because i don't want to spoil myself on stuff that i don't remember I want mm-hmm. to play the game instead of spoiling myself because every single review is also tying it back even to Advent. Like I started reading some reviews online and they mentioned things from Advent Children that I have forgotten and things from the original game later on in the game. That And I don't want to see that stuff. I want to experience it brand new with the game. So it's going to be a tough wait for these next episodes. <laughs> I hear you, brother. All, All right. right. That's my gig out. Cool. All right. Um, who's next? I'll go. Uh, I'll jump in with uh, a couple of geek outs here. A couple of small geek go outs. Um, go for it. Uh, quick mention in terms of games that I'm playing right now. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, 4X strategy video games or grand strategy video games. A good example of that is uh, Civilization. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who've heard of that game, it's basically a game where you... Uh, where you control an empire and you can uh, you can build cities and um, you can you build a nation you you fight against other empires and you have diplomacy and all that stuff. So there's uh, those, a game of that vein. Go, but those games that? go over ages, right? Yes, usually not not all of them, but but civilization oh, okay. is definitely one of those that does. This game that I'm playing now is a, a game called Stellaris. And it's a game in a similar vein. It, okay. it plays very much like Civilization, um, and it's it's uh, a pretty cool game so, that I've been playing so far. Uh, it's by Paradox Development Studio and uh, Paradox Interactive. I'm playing it on the Xbox One. I downloaded it on Game Pass uh, about a week and a half ago. I've been playing it 
um, pretty regularly ever since. And it's just a, a really interesting game where it's cool because it's in space. So you have to uh, you have to colonize the Milky Way. And depending on what empire you play as, you can play as humans and other alien races. Depending on what empire you play as, you can start in different different places in the Milky Way galaxy uh, and colonize real planets. Um, you know, you're you're trying to manage your entire empire in terms of resources and military resources, and there's this sort of very basic underlying storyline involving like this other like outward alien race uh, beyond the other ones that you interact with in the game. Um, and I was just gonna want to mention that really quick because that's a pretty cool game that I've been playing. It came out a couple of years ago, I think, on the Xbox One. Um, or last year on Xbox One and in 2016 on uh, Windows and Mac. So it's been out for a bit, but it's a fun game I've been distracting myself with lately. Um, I've been watching, or I've, I've started watching uh, a TV show, and there's a movie that I'll mention um, for my last geek out, but the TV show that I started watching um, that's pretty good so far is is Money Heist on Netflix. Oh, nice. Um, I've been hearing good things about it, so I decided to to give it a try. Um, I think that's trending number one on Netflix, as a matter of fact. Yeah, or that's it, one of the reasons that I that I decided to give it a try because I had seen it a couple of times. I had no idea what it was. Um, cool. The only thing that I kind of knew was that it was a it's a Spanish drama, like drama thriller show. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. I, I'm actually watching it in in Spanish with my girlfriend with the subtitles on. I understand most of it, so I'm watching it in the original Spanish instead of that weird like kind of off sync English dub that it started in. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting so far, and the, the premise of it is that it's it's kind of like a like an Ocean's Eleven type TV show in in a way, um, a little bit darker, a little bit stranger. Um, but there, it's in Spain, and this criminal mastermind who goes by the name the Professor, he plan, he has this plan. He gets this team together of uh, a few other, a few other individuals who all have names um, based on cities. So there's a character named Berlin. One of the main characters, her name is Tokyo, um, and he just tries to pull them together to create this plan to to basically steal two, I think it's 2.4 billion euros out of the Royal Mint of Spain. Um, so, so far, you know, I started watching it. I've only gotten through the first two episodes and I think there's five seasons of it on, on Netflix actually, or no, I, I, not that many, but there's a couple of seasons of it, at least on Netflix so far. And it's pretty interesting. Um, I'm, I'm not, hugely enamored with it yet because there's a couple of moments that are a little weird in the first couple of episodes but some of the characters are interesting so far uh the music is a bit weird and a bit much at times and if you guys watch that you might you might kind of see what i'm talking about it doesn't seem like it always matches the tone of what's going on um it gives me slightly more you know it's it's kind of like a slightly more campy and less less self-serious Mr. Robot. I don't know. I guess I get like kind of weird vibes, like, like kind of like that show, which is another great show. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah. That's an interesting interesting comparison. 
That's an yeah, interesting like, comparison because I, I watched the first season of Mr. Robot and I thought that that series was excellent. Yes, yeah. It, it Mr. Robot is a great show and I actually have to finish watching season three and I think season four was the last. Um, and this show didn't hook me anywhere near as much as Mr. Robot did, but there's something about uh, maybe it maybe it's something about like some of the visuals that makes me compare it to Mr. Robot. And what comes to mind is the mask that they wear for the heist. And I won't spoil that. I'll let you guys kind of all see, you know, all see this on your own time if you decide to watch this series. Um, but it's pretty good so far. And like I said, I'm not totally enamored with it, but I like to see where it's going because the plan is a little different than some of the plans that you've seen in other heist movies again so far uh and it kind of reminds me a little bit of another movie that i enjoyed in terms of how the plan was a little bit different uh which is inside man i think it was denzel washington and uh clive owen Mm -hmm. that was a really good movie that came out a, a few years ago that is another one that I would recommend if you like these kinds of movies. But Money Heist is pretty good. And uh, the other thing that I that I actually watched this week that I heard was a really good movie some time ago. It came out in 2019. Uh, I saw it on Hulu. Uh, I saw Booksmart with um, Beanie Feldstein, who, for those of you who don't know, that's Jonah Hill's sister. Um, that's his younger sister and she's gotten into acting in recent years. She's been in this, which she was critically acclaimed for. And she was on a couple of episodes of what we do in the shadows that from what I saw, um, she was one of the familiars on that show. Um, so it stars Beanie Feldstein as Molly and Caitlin Dever as Amy. And she's another young up and coming actress who's been in a couple of um, really good roles recently and has gotten some acclaim for some of the roles she's been in recently. Um, mm-hmm. There's also some appearances by Jessica Williams, the comedian. Jason Sudeikis has an appearance in this film, Lisa Kudrow uh, and Will Forte. And there's a great cast of, of other teenagers in this film also. And, you know, this is, a, this is a really, really good movie. I can see why I got some great acclaim over the last year or so. Um, it was directed by Olivia Wilde, who I think has done a few, has directed a few movies as of late. And this is a movie that she's gotten some acclaim for as well, uh, again, because it was very well received. And its its premise is basically not that dissimilar from something like Superbad, uh, the movie that her brother was in, of course, with Michael Sarah, which is a great, great comedy Um that I'm sure, like most of the most of you in the crew have seen before and have enjoyed. Um, so their high school, their high school. You haven't seen Superbad? Oh nope. man, I think you would. I think you would love it. Um, Loving <laughs> the movie that we saw recently, uh, Fanboys. We also we saw Fanboys recently hey. uh, around the holidays, oh, no. right? We all enjoyed that movie, right? Yeah, uh, it's like that oh. movie, but I think that Superbad is actually better. I think I think I mean I think it's funnier and I think it's a better movie overall. Not that Fanboys wasn't an entertaining movie because I, I liked it, especially as a Star Wars fan. But Superbad is is hilarious. It's also a little bit like um, was it Good Boys was the other movie that we saw also with the younger crew, a kind of coming of age movie that was kind of the raunchy yeah. raunchy comedy that we saw. It's similar to that also. These movies are all kind of in the same vein because they're like 
raunchy teen comedies, but they're a little more of the oh, the thoughtful see. ones, I guess, like an American Pie or something like that, where there's a, a good story underneath them. But the story in this one is um, that Beanie Feldstein's character Molly and Caitlin Dever's character Amy are basically overachievers in this high school that they go to, and they realize that they didn't really have any fun in high school. They, they wanted to get into these great universities and they have all these plans to be great women and that's all well and good. And that's amazing. But they realized that all of their other friends in high school and, and people that they interacted with also got into great colleges and they like had all this fun in high school. So they decide to essentially pack all of their high school fun into the last night before graduation. Um, so, um, B.D. Feldstein definitely plays like the Jonah Hill type character. She's more like the outgoing, like crazy, like outspoken, says like a lot of weird stuff. Um, you know, a lot of cursing type character. And she plays it really well. And Caitlin Dever is more of the Michael Sarah, like the demure, like the more quiet um, character in this film. And of course, they both go for their love interests and all that kind of stuff. Like there are some things that are cliche about it. Uh, but what's interesting about it to me, and I won't give it away, is that they do something great with all of the characters in this movie. That's why I kind of mentioned the the teenage actors, that teen, great teenage cast. Um, or Well, they're probably not teenagers, but the great cast that surrounds them in terms of the, the high school students. Uh, they do something a little different in this movie that that is is definitely apart from a lot of other films of this type that I've seen that and enjoyed. Um, thematically it ends up being a little bit different and it's really funny it's very well written like I said it's really well acted um, and I don't know like it's just it's just a movie that I that I ended up really enjoying a lot um, so you guys you guys um, you know if you're looking for to see an interesting movie like it's not very long either um, it's definitely something that I would check out. So, I mean, Booksmart, Money Heist, and Stellaris are are my geek outs this week. I don't have much to say about them, but um, you know, that's that's what I've been enjoying thus far. Sweet. All right. Um, so I'm gonna go with my uh, geek outs next. Uh, mm -hmm. I have bear with me. I have three and okay. another one with uh, all three, uh, Walton, AJ. Mm -hmm. and, okay. Yeah. Um, the group geek out. Yeah, I'm going to start off with um, my first one. It's most of my my geek outs are going to, going to be like super short. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to start off with this Fortnite event. And yes, I know it's Fortnite. It came I back. Like, I don't like. I don't like it at all. But uh -huh. I have to admit, it's Travis Scott, so I needed to check it out. And <laughs> Travis Scott. Travis Scott, and technically Terminator, but we'll get into that later. Um, there's a new event that came out. It's astronomical. If you don't know what that really is, it's uh, Travis Scott likes likes this roller coaster named Astroland, um, down at. Coney Island. Coney, Coney Island, which was shut mm -hmm. down. Which shut down, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, because of Superstorm Sandy. 
Yeah, it was shut down. And uh, that used to be his favorite roller coaster. So um, the tendency for most of his albums usually have to um, be with uh, the, th- the main theme of each of his albums are basically Astroworld. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Fortnite recreated that, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only watched it on YouTube and I didn't like... I was mad confused after that. I Are you sure? Because I could have sworn you said that you're not into Fortnite anymore. No, I I only just watched it on YouTube. I didn't I didn't even try and log in because first of all the update <laughs> took a while, mm-hmm. and I just logged in for like two two seconds, and then I got the gift, and then I immediately went out. Actually, <laughs> me and you played Minecraft, right, AJ? We did. <laughs> in your room, I don't have a very. Oh yes, okay, Xbox yeah, we did do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I only just watched it on YouTube, like quick set, uh, quick se- second, quick. yeah. Um, before we did this podcast, and basically, <laughs> there's nothing much to it except it's trippy. Like when I say trippy, there's like a point where I'm like interest. Inst- wait, what was that thing called? Oh, trippy oh, red. Inception. There's like Inception trippy, but like this is like trippy trippy. This is nothing like Inception. So did he release his video on Fortnite? Is that is that part of the the whole thing, or it's just uh, a seventy foot tall Travis Scott on the map? Yeah, it's basically a seventy foot tall Travis Scott in the map with freaking like I don't know. There's like some. There's like roller coasters flying past you. There's like freaking electric um people made out of like electricity just dancing and then there's like a world in the middle of the sky and then out of nowhere it just changes completely the vibe. It just co- completely changes. Like then you see like the whole map is burning. Okay. And then his fi- he starts to burn himself and then out of nowhere you just see the T3 uh the Terminator face the, just pop up. The T-800? And, oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> well, he calls it the T-3500. Okay. I don't and understand it's, Fortnite. It's been, yeah, it's, 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 I know it's corny. Yes, it's corny. But, like, I, it wasn't half bad. And then they, along with How that. How does that make the gameplay better, though? Like, what, what, what? is a, a burning Travis Scott and, like, a... a... No, it's, well, the, it's the, weird. Yeah, the Fortnite events, they're they're very quick. It's 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 basically, like, advertisement, as advertising for Travis Scott, right? That, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not... It doesn't impact the gameplay. It's just, here's Travis Scott for, like, a day, or how many days was the thing, right? Three days. Three days. And he'll show up on the map, but it doesn't impact the gameplay. And at the very end, you'll get like skins that are associated with the event yeah. and stuff. So, and just so you know, Travis Scott is usually like his music videos are usually trippy. So, like, I wouldn't expect nonetheless from that. I think they did a really good job of it. Okay. <laughs> but um, along with that, Travis Scott also came out with a new album or. There's like this duo duo with um Kid Cutie and um Kid uh, Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy? Wait. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I don't I don't know who he is. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But um they released Day a new album. 
Yeah. Uh, they released The Scots, which is apparently, I think it might be from Fortnite. I wasn't too sure when I heard it. And I started doing some research on it, and I couldn't find anything. Um, but yeah, it's it's a from what I heard, the beat is it's okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's not my favorite song from Travis Scott, but mm. it's definitely not half bad. I'll give it that. Um, okay. So yeah, my second one, which is also which also has to do with music, um. As you, uh, um, Juice World, Juice World, um, before he passed away, he leaked a song. Um, it's called Righteousness. Um, he leaked it. Um, but that was before he passed away. So, mm-hmm. um, they released it uh Friday. Um, the 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 whole song, and it's very emotional, like. It it puts you in, in I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Um, uh, Juice World was facing a lot of addiction problems, and, uh, and it was I don't it's not know. like you're getting emotional. Yeah, he 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 faced a lot of addiction problems, and because of that, he ended up passing away. Mm-hmm. And he even stated it before drugs. You're gonna die from drugs, but he ended up doing it anyway. Yeah, and um, that song really focuses on it. Um, I think there's like two times, or I don't know how many times he mentions it. He mentions his own death. It's like, it's like he was foreshadowing it, and it it really gets deep into the concept of doing drugs and. And how that really affected him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it it almost sounds like it's his lyrical suicide note. Yeah, the way the way you make it sound like, yeah, you know. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, to get into a more uplifting mood, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just so you know, this is my number one hero, and I want to hear. No, Wait, no, you can't go over that. No, no, no <laughs> yeah. because my, my geek out is already, I already planned it. My geek out is literally him. Okay. So I want okay. you, AJ said he would figure it out. So did you before mm. the podcast. And I just want to hear these. All right. So my guess is JK, you're going to tell me anyway. So haha. <laughs> you didn't know it. You didn't know it, bro. I told you, bro. <laughs> I, I have no idea. You Here's guys have everybody who's listening to this podcast. No matter how much of a big brain you are, you're not gonna know this. <laughs> okay, your favorite hero. One last is. guess. Something from My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. It's no. not Mr. No. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just so you guys know, uh, we do have a planned podcast for you guys coming very soon. That's going to be our top heroes. And uh, I guess Eli can go ahead and say what his number one hero is as a little bit of a <laughs> Sorry, teaser. Guys. I guess this is a sneak peek, right? A sneak peek oh. to uh, the next podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go okay. for it. So you guys are going to be 
very pissed off when you hear it. He doesn't have a name. That's just okay. it. He doesn't have a name. It's my own character. I created it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I okay. swear. Okay. Uh... Me and Andre have been working on a manga. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Now he remembers. Like, after I tell him. So um, you're yeah. about a manga that you're creating? We've been working on a manga, and I don't mm. know. I'm not going to, I don't want to get into too much details because I have a feeling people are going to copy off of it. Copy off of it. Oh, yeah. Never give, a, never give you ideals publicly, man. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to say real quick yeah, we're making a manga. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Nice. You're welcome. The right. Get Geek Manga. So is that your geek out? Um, From well, AJ and Eli. We still have our geek out left. Okay. Our last one. The Collective. Pennyworth. What? Pennyworth. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's we true. finished that. Yeah. Oh, you one. finished it. Oh, okay. Impressive. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a very quick, what was it, 10 episodes? It's 10 episodes on epics. So, um, yeah, well, it's obviously based on DC's interest. It's an interesting take on Alfred Pennyworth, which is Bruce Wayne's butler. Um, why don't you guys talk about it a little bit? Okay. Go for it. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what time period it, it's based in. It sounds like post-World War Two. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. around that time. Yeah, and so it's basically it's uh, Alfred's like a special forces kind of kind of kind of soldier, and he's coming home, and so it's basically just world building, like what the 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 place in England that he lives, like there's all these kinds of factions that are at play with each other, and it's like so there's a so the the main villains for this season, quote unquote villains. Are there are two societies out there? It's the No Name Society, who are a bunch of radical socialists, and the Raven Society, who are radical. Uh, what was it? Fascists? Yeah, fascists. Yeah. And so it's just like these two warring. Uh, they're basically like gangs because they like have open fights in the streets. They have like. Yeah propaganda posters that they're putting up. It's but pretty they, crazy stuff. They both have a very specific goal. They want to overthrow the British government. Yeah. So Zany um, socialists and fascists. Jose, oh, you yeah. actually would really like this show because I, I know that we we had a period where we were very much into British gangster films. Um mm-hmm. lock stock and you know uh two smoking barrels. Two smoking yeah, barrels and, and, and you know and all of that. Yeah, exactly. And they really, really jump into that kind of stuff. There there were points where, um, you know, my family just could not understand what these guys were saying. You know, speak for yourself. Well, you know, there was a couple of people here that didn't understand. You know, they really lean into the whole Britishness of 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 it. Um, oh, yeah. And and we get appearances from Thomas Wayne and Martha Kane as well, in very different roles than what we're used to seeing them in. Martha Kane. Martha Kane, a.k.a. Martha Wayne. So, interesting. And, wait, should I even say this? Hmm? Well, we don't know until you say it, Um, so probably not. Yeah, I was was just (laughs) asking real quick. 
Um, <laughs> a very specific group that has a lot to do with Batman, if you don't know about that specific storyline. More like history than it well, is Batman, but it, go on. It, it might be connected to you know who, right? Uh, I don't, I, don't, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. It's a far The Ripper family. Oh, Jack the Ripper? Jack the Ripper. Yeah. The Ripper Sorry. family. It's a, it's a very interesting uh, series. Like I said, we, we saw it because Epix was free for 30 days because of the coronavirus. Um, it was kind of like, you know, these streaming services. Yeah, every, these streaming services are giving away, you know, like uh, these these periods where you can see their, their thing. I think you saw Picard that way, right? With CBS yeah. Access, All I'm, Access? I'm about halfway through it, actually, yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of did the same thing. We we saw Epics, and I I've been wanting to watch it, but I'm not subscribed to Epics, and this was the perfect opportunity to kind of dive into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a season two coming up, and I've got to find a way to maybe I will subscribe to Epics because um, it was a super fun and enjoyable romp it was. through the world of of Alfred Pennyworth. Um, he is a complete badass. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. he he pulls no punches and gives no shits whatsoever. Um, and there is there is violence galore, right? Oh yeah, and, and more than you galore. would expect <laughs> from a DC yeah. show, you know. Um, and so it, it was a really fun show to watch and and stuff. And I think we're we're psyched for season two whenever that comes out. Yo, but the ending though, oh I'm not God. I'm not gonna we're not we're not gonna say anything. But that was like that one was one for the fields. Like, yeah, that was damn. a gut punch. Damn. Yeah. So that right. that's uh that's something that we highly recommend, especially if you're a DC fan. Um, like I said, it's a very different take on Alfred. I think. Um, and it's definitely a very different take on the Thomas Wayne mythology, but, um, yeah, go out and watch it. So, uh, I guess we're down to our last geek out. Yep. Um, AJ, take it away. All right. So I have two and a mention and, uh, my mentions really going to be, I don't know why, but I just felt a sudden compulsion to watch, uh, the original Broly movie. Yo. Just thought I'd put that out there. Second coming is better. I know, but I wanted to see the original, okay? Okay, okay. Second coming don't, is don't better, Don't start though. fighting now, guys. <laughs> Come on. But it is, uh, Yeah. Um, and then, uh, okay, so the first thing, I got to finish two things intermittently. I got to... The first thing I'm going to go over is I finished American Gods, at least up until this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Pretty fun stuff. Um, I don't think I was too fond of the ending to this season. Like, they, they, they kind of dropped something where it's like, it it's like a joke in passing. It's like in the first episode, and you're like, uh ha ha is, is is that really going to be the case but it ends up turning out to be the case and it's like i don't know what to do with that you know like is this is a certain relationship between two characters it's like i, I don't know how do you like season it's season two that it's up to right yes how did you like season two compared to season one 
I thought season one had a great buildup, very great storytelling. Season two, I enjoyed it. Uh, I especially liked the interactions between what's his name, Mad Mad something, the 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 leprechaun. Oh, uh, Pablo Schreiber's character. Um, yeah, I I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the leprechaun and uh. Let me find out for you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the interactions between the leprechaun and uh, was this guy Shadow Moon's wife. I thought they were really Pablo well done Schreiber. together. Um, um, Mad Sweeney, right? Mad Sweeney, yes. There you, go. there you go. Mad Sweeney. He's probably my favorite character aside yeah. from aside from Mr. Wednesday. <laughs> so great. Pablo I love the way he's my favorite uh, character. I, I love the way he calls Shadow Moon's wife, hey, dead wife. <laughs> yes. and, and if you watch the show, you'll understand why. But Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. Um, man, uh, they also kind of, at the end, it's like, you know that because what American Gods is, it's basically the old gods are trying to win and outbid the new gods from taking over the American landscape. They, at least to me, it seems like they're adding a third element, and I don't know how well I'd receive that third element. I mean, we've had this discussion before. Sci-fi and fantasy are all well and good, but when they come head-on together, eh, you know, it's a little, little, at least for me, it's a little, like, they need to stay separate. Just, Just stay separate, bro. But otherwise, I still did enjoy season two of American Gods. Okay. Yeah. The other, the last thing that I got around to watching was Akame Ga Kill. Awesome. What did yeah. you think? I thought that, wow. Um, <laughs> that was a very, um, that, that's a show that really likes to kick you while you're down. Exactly. Exactly, ups and downs. Am I right? Yeah, especially the especially the ending. Like, right? I, I don't know. Oh many, my god! I don't know many shows that. <laughs> I want to refrain from saying it in case you guys end up watching it. But like, wow. <laughs> I mean, try to try to describe without describing. I guess. <laughs> so there's a. There's a really big boss battle at the very end of the show. Um, well, there are technically two, but the, in terms of like the, the the main character, there's one. And you know, it's it's not often that I I just I can't, can't say anymore. I can't. But it's a hell of a <laughs> twist. Say it, then yeah, because like you're you're expecting one thing, but it just. And especially because this person gets a power up, like you think it's gonna be okay, but it's just not. <laughs> now, do you remember? You remember when I told you about the show? I told you that like the way that I found um, is it okay to pick up chicks in dungeons or whatever the name is? Yeah, um, I found that because I needed to find something that was like fun and uplifting after watching this anime. <laughs> Does that make sense to you now? It, I can see why you might have needed that. Yeah. 
there's so many characters that you fall in love with that unfortunately yeah. they don't make it. <laughs> yeah, and and the sad thing is they also do a really good job of making even the villains people that you don't want to die. That's true too. That is very true. Like, oh, just, uh, I thought like, the animation was amazing. <laughs> I thought the action is great, and I thought that the comedy is really good because I think, I mean, what did you think about like the comedy? I mean, for me, the comedy is what kind of made it feel very up and down, right? Like I would, I would be laughing and having fun. And then the next moment I'm in complete shock with my drop, with my jaw on the floor. Yeah. Um, for me, the comedy was good, but it's just like the thing that really had me laughing is the scale of these fights. Sometimes they go from like a one to like an a thousand. And it's like, wait, yeah, where did I know. From? what? That's awesome though. That's amazing. That's what yeah, I know. That's, 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 that's a good thing. Yeah. Is, the tonality is, is so out there, but it's so good also. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So refresh my memory on this. How many seasons of this is it? Only one. Only one. And how many episodes? 24 Okay, so standard it's for, short, yeah. for, that, for that kind of thing. Yeah. Where did you see what mis- platform did you see it on? Netflix. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it seems like it's open-ended and there's there, that there's going to be a sequel, but there hasn't been anything announced yet, I believe. And how long how long ago was this uh anime? Well, 2 years ago I think is when it got put on Netflix. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't I don't I don't really see I mean yeah the ending does leave it kind of open ended but I don't really see where else you could go from here. I mean there is the theme that mankind is corrupt and are bastards but like is that just going to be season 1 on repeat again? Like Well no that, I mean the thing is that like so again without giving too much away there there is going to it seems like there definitely needs to be potentially some rebuilding. But there's always still going to be, you know, monsters and stuff. You know what I mean? And oh, I mean, yeah. You know, there definitely the the blade still needs to taste blood. <laughs> if you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, like yeah. The the only thing is the monsters. They they had certain 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 elements of the monsters were very important to the storytelling, but they didn't really seem all that like. Not like a super duper plot point, though. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. But I can definitely see it. Like it's kind of like how Supernatural. Sure, you had it start out as monsters at first, then it got into Judeo Christianity mythology, and then they went back to monsters. And like yeah. you know, they really sought out the origins of the monsters. I mean, maybe that's where I could see season two going. But other than that, it seemed like. That was a, that was an ending. But Walter, I mean Walt, is uh, showing me here that Akame Gakil is on a long term. It went on a long term hiatus in 2014, but the manga, the original manga, is still ongoing. So there really yeah. is a possibility for season two. No, actually, the the manga went from March 2010 to December 2016. Um. Oh well, yeah. Oh no, you're actually you're absolutely right. Yeah, according to this, yeah. back this article back in 
uh, April of 2009. The manga is still ongoing, but it's been six years since that that anime came out. Um, but according to this, season two is still possible. So, hey, listen, if we can get a, a remake of Final Fantasy 23 years after the fact, um, a six-year hiatus for an anime... But you know, anything. I do possible, have to say right? there, there's one thing in the manga in the in the anime and the manga industry too, is that um when like a creator or one of the main artists of an anime passes away, they halt production, they don't continue it because it's like it's almost part of the culture that like when someone part of the project dies, they don't continue the project. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I did remember reading, I think that someone very crucial to the anime did pass away and that might be one of the reasons why it hasn't been continued oh okay but just you guys know that is a thing um there's a lot of animes that have just abruptly ended because of the passing of someone and it's just part of like i guess it's part of the culture to not continue their because it's their work and then no one can do their work basically Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, that makes sense. They don't like to replace people usually. Like there was yeah. this conversation when um, Bulma's original voice actor in Japanese in Dragon Ball died. Um, they don't usually like to replace the character, or they might write the character out sometimes if a voice actor can. No yeah, I'm assuming if it's it. something that's too big to, to end, you know. Yeah, they don't they don't want to replace the actor yeah. usually, uh, and it's a cultural thing. And I mean this 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 thing with. Uh, a long hiatus between seasons seems to be a thing with anime a lot too. Cause you look at a lot of the bigger anime that came out over the last few years, like attack on Titan and one punch man. One and punch and, man, and shows yeah. like that. you have yeah. really long yeah. hiatuses in between seasons. So who knows? I'm glad you got to watch it, man. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really all I've been doing. Oh, the only other thing I'd probably need to add is that, Dragon Ball Legends got a really nice update with two new characters. Um, They're well, nothing compared to my hit, bro. Oh, come oh, on. What's going on right now? You just maybe not. Again. Maybe not Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, but Kefla, <laughs> bro. Nah, fusion, the fusion tag went off the game right now. What's the name I'm of the I'm gonna start. I'm going to start. We're, we're going to do a pardon the interruption type thing. If you guys know that Pete show, we're gonna mute them when they start when they start talking about Dragon Ball Legends in the middle of uh in the middle of an episode. Hold on, though. You guys have to settle this with your own episode, I think. Seriously. I don't even know I don't even know when All right, somebody mute the mics, okay? All right, all right. I gotta show you this, bro. Look at where he is, bro. He's higher I'm than Broly, who's Where he stars. is doesn't matter, bro. Broly. Everyone's he's saying... Star I, him, bro. I'm just going to stop it right here because if I don't, it's going to go on forever. Bro, just stop. <laughs> All right. Geek out episode. He's so much better. Give me a break. Thanks for always bringing that that enjoyable moment of, of, of sibling <laughs> anger. At the end of most episodes. Alrighty. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, that was, those Be quiet. were our, our geek outs <laughs> Not for, the, for the week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I figured that. Um, you fight me? <laughs> we, are, we are losing control of this podcast very quickly. Yeah. 
it's over. We need to end this, guys. Let's. Uh... I'm just gonna let, gonna let <laughs> yeah. this record and see what happens. But let's yeah, let's kill it like Boba Fett. While they continue oh. the debate, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wolfie. See you guys. <laughs> let's kill it like Boba Fett, please. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> please don't half-ass this. Like, no. oh, let's finish this properly. Why did we have to? <laughs> this is AJ. So Zay. So Zay. And this is Walt. Say goodbye, guys. Come on, Eli. <laughs> Eli. Peace out, guys. Bye. Eli. All right. I'm, I'm all right. Uh, as always, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, please share, rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. This up on all your favorite podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, basically wherever you your your favorite podcasts are sold. And check us out on our Instagram page. Uh, that is Get Geek Podcast at Get Geek Podcast. And as always, as always, thank you very much, all of you out there in the internet. And please stay geeky, my friends. <laughs>